0: Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Insider Radio Show. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. I'm really excited to have um, Dr. Sunil Chilikuri back on the show with us today. Um, Dr. Chilikuri was on the show several weeks ago and we were talking about um, the use of Aesthetic Link, a software solution in his practice. And during that interview, we did touch a little bit on the liquid facelift, which is a specialty technique that Dr. Chilicuri offers to his patients. And um, just by popular demand, we have um, brought Dr. Chilicuri back on the show to talk about faceless results without the surgery. Dr. Chilicuri, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me back, Angela. It's a real pleasure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, let's talk about this because it's interesting. You know, I mean, there's such patient demand now for you know, lesser invasive, non-surgical procedures. And I know you've really, you know, um, made the liquid facelift a signature, you know, procedure that you offer to your patients. So I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about that and uh, how it works.
1: Certainly. And actually, it's interesting because we did such so many surgical facelifts starting at the age of 40 to 42, 44 for young women. And now we can stave off that facelift until their 70s and sometimes even 80s. What we find is that as we age, the face really starts to lose collagen, elastin. You lose some of the, the bone, the fat pads that are underneath the skin. And so then what happens the skin has nowhere to rest on, so it causes these sagging facial features and this loss of facial volume and elasticity. It leads to the formation of wrinkles, lines, and folds, all things that are kind of telltale to what our age is. And right now, we're trying to Continue keeping that person looking timeless or ageless. So you really don't know is that person whether it's a man or a woman, are they in their twenties, thirties, forties, or even fifties? And we find people who are even in their fifties and sixties looking like they're in their thirties or forties just by maintaining.
0: Wow, that's really fascinating. I mean, now you know. So you, this is really a procedure that is is pretty much for anybody who's like you know is it looking to not have surgery or can stave off having a facelift until a bit later in life. Is that exactly,
1: correct? and sometimes we're able to stave it off for even longer. I mean, there's oftentimes people are going into their 70s, 80s and still saying, you know what, I'm looking pretty darn good. I don't see any reason that I actually have to cut uh, to reflect that skin up or, or tighten up the skin. Because really, facial aging is a three-dimensional type procedure. So what ends up happening, there's three things that happen. There's changes uh, below the skin that are happening. That's the bone, the muscle, and the soft tissue. And then, of course, there's skin changes too. That's the sun damage, the fine lines that happen from sun and uh, smoking and from just the pollution in the air. So we Try to stave it off by by restoring some of that volume, improving some of the skin texture and quality, and putting it all together in one package, we call it a liquid facelift. It's how we can do it non-surgically to keep people looking young for much, much, much longer, decades longer.
0: So starting with the foundation, for instance, when you're talking about bone loss, and I'm sure every patient is different, some have more significant bone loss than others, um, how do you repair bone loss with the liquid facelift or restore it?
1: That's a wonderful question. So as we mature, a young lady in their 20s, 30s, they start losing bone. Men, we're, of course, as everything else, we're late bloomers, so we start losing bone around 28 to 30. And what ends up happening, the bone resorbs. It's the same thing that they talk about osteopenia or osteoporosis in the rest of the body. Nobody describes it in the face. So you'll find certain uh populations, you'll find that the temple bone gets resorbed first. In most people, that maxillary bone, the, the top part of the mouth where the upper lip rests on, that bone starts getting resorbed. If you look at the the chin and the jawline, that doesn't look as prominent as it used to. And those people, you know, we can help restore some of that structure. We put in different types of products. One is called Sculptra, and what that does just kind of helps restore some of the the Lost structure that's underneath there. We put another product called Restal, and I'm sorry, excuse me, Radius. And again, Radius is, it helps restore the structure before we put other products. So that kind of helps with the bones portion of it. And then we move up through the tissues. So we start looking at what are the fat pads that are being lost. And then you look, is it actually a fat pad problem or is it a muscular problem? So if it's a muscular problem, then we're starting to talk about surgery. You have to cut that muscle. You have to tack it up to the bone. You have to lift it up in that kind of vector that, you know, a lot of people you see in the mirror, they take their two fingers on either side of their cheeks and they pull up towards their ears so it can kind of look like how they used to look. And um, if it's a true muscular issue, then you're talking about surgery. But nine times out of ten, what's happening is there's multiple fat pads in the face, and we don't even realize that there's so much that's going on underneath the face. And we restore the fat and key fat pads. And what that does, it changes the vector. It helps you do what you're doing with your fingers without having to hold the skin in place.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Now, for our non-MD listeners out there, when you talk about, um, like, a sculptra or a radius, and we're talking about kind of the bone of the face, um, are those more harder tissue-type fillers, if you will? Um, is there a term for that where it's, you know, like the, the type of filler that you would use in your lips would not be the same type of filler that you would use
1: for... That's correct. That's actually very astute. So the types of fillers, the sculpture and the radius, what they're called is collagen stimulators. They help you restore some of the the collagen and the elastin, the the rigidity uh, underneath the skin, some of the structure under the skin. Those help stimulate that. The types of fillers that we put inside the lips or deep inside the cheeks are other types of products. And those are usually, typically are called hyaluronic acids. And so there's so many of those different types of hyaluronic acids that are out there right now. Voluma is one of the Superstars. That's helped revolutionize what we can do with what's called an HA or a hyaluronic acid. So we can put that right along the bone, right underneath the muscle, on top of bone, to give that lift or that structure that you're seeing on the cheekbones. We also use it, of course, as off-label, but we can prop that nose forward, that maxillary bone, the top part of the mouth. We help restore some of that structure, push that uh, that features forward, or like the chin. If we're talking about bone loss in the chin. We can put the hyaluronic acid, and the brand name is called Voluma, that helps restore that chin structure so that the skin on the chin actually has a better place to rest. Now, there's other hyaluronic acid that we use on a regular basis. There's Juvederm, there's Restylane, there's Purline. Now uh, Purline is called Restylane Lift because we find that along the cheekbones, just like the Voluma was doing, it can give a nice, nice lift on the sides of the face. And what we're changing or moving away from is in the front of face where everybody gets these huge cheeks, looks like baseballs on the front of the cheeks. Uh, we don't do that anymore. You know, if it's done appropriately, you can help restore that face to exactly what it looked like 5, 10, 15 years ago.
0: Hmm. That's fascinating that you can do that. Now, um... And so when you talk about the three dimensions, and then of course you know we've 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 briefly discussed the the foundation and then the tissue, and then I am assuming the skin would be the remaining third, you know. And is Correct. that a liquid facelift meaning peels and things that you use, or do you use all the modalities?
1: We use multiple modalities. So one of them is simply, like you said, a chemical peel. And a lot of people don't really know what a chemical peel is. They say, "Well, doctor, what is that exactly? What does that entail? How long does it take?" And it's a simple five to ten minute procedure where we wipe on the skin, we clean it off, we basically degrease the skin using acetone or alcohol, and that also lets the chemical peel penetrate a little bit deeper. When you're doing a peel, you can have Sometimes you actually have peeling of the skin, and sometimes you have no peeling of the skin. But what that does, it helps the textural imperfect, imperfections that occur as we continue to age and mature. So let's say you have a lot of brow spots, but you don't have much red that's underneath there. Rather than using a laser, or it's called IPL or photofacial, rather than using something like that, you can use a chemical peel, which is quite inexpensive. For the most patients, it's anywhere from $125 to 275 dollars um, for most the average peel. And the it's almost like a lunchtime procedure. You come in, you clean off the face, we decrease the face, we put this little chemical on there, and there's a variety of different types of chemical peels. One of the best that's out there is by a company called PCA. It's out of Arizona and what that does helps just lift off that sun-damaged skin. It helps rejuvenate the skin, so it tightens while it also literally peels off the sun damage. That's one option. Another way to treat the skin quite effectively is uh, you can do some stimulation of the collagen underneath the skin, and there's a, a multitude of what they call radiofrequency or ultrasound-type devices. One of the radiofrequency devices that I use quite often in our practice is called Pelleve, and what that does by gently heating the You can pick the depth that you want to heat it for as long as you want to heat it. You can actually give uh, a lift of the neck. You can give a lift around the eyelids without having any kind of downtime. It turns red for about 15, 30 minutes on average, but you go out and about into a party that evening with nice, taut, fresh-looking skin. Uh, there's other things that are out there, like you hear about old therapy. So how does old therapy work? It works a little bit deeper, uh, for most cases, by tightening up muscle, and then you can come more superficially to tighten up the skin. Same idea. You're generating some heat underneath there to help tighten the skin. And then a lot of people hear about this. It's called a photofacial, or IPL, which stands for Intense Pulse light. It's not a true laser because there's multiple wavelengths of light that are hitting the skin. And what that does, depending on what you're trying to target, you can target either the pigment, you can target the redness or the blood vessels, or you can target the water content inside the skin. And depending on what you're trying to do with it, you can either tighten the skin by targeting the water, you can target the, the redness and help kind of close off those blood vessels that are causing the redness or you can target the the freckles or the the lentigines the sunspots that come over time. So there's lots of different ways that we can help basically rejuvenate the skin, but that's part of the entire package of liquid facelift. So we're not just lifting up and recontouring the skin, uh lifting up under the eyes, lifting up along the jawline, but we're actually helping freshen the skin as well. So it's a total package.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Now, um is uh obviously, like we said, you know, that it's kind of a different approach for every patient. So I I would imagine some patients have more procedures than others. But is there any downtime with these types of things? Um, you know, on the part. Of I'm the glad patient, you asked that. That's the beauty expect? of this.
1: Yeah, I'm glad right. that you asked that. Nine times out of ten, there's absolutely no downtime. What most people feel is they feel a little bit swollen, and that can last from anywhere from uh, 24 hours to up to two weeks where it feels swollen but doesn't look swollen. Uh, Occasionally, you can have a little bit of a bruise, but... Again, that's very operator-dependent on how much bruising that you're getting. Nine times out of ten, actually 9.5 times out of ten, we have no bruising in our office. And it's just in the placement and understanding the anatomy of the person's face. Where are the blood vessels that can cause bruising and things of that sort? So it's, it's it has to be precisely placed. And it's interesting because a lot of times you see some of these things on Groupon and some of these other advertisements come for filler, and it looks like it's so promising because they take these generic uh, pictures and they just show generic pictures showing wonderful results. But it's not necessarily what they're advertising. It's not the filler, the actual material that they're putting in, but it's the filler, the person who's doing the filling uh, to make it look very natural.
0: Well, it really is. It's almost like you're an artist, you know, who's painting a picture, and of course the expertise and the talent of the artist is what makes, I would imagine, this type of a treatment, you know, be far superior, as well as experience of doing lots and lots of
1: injections. Right. It's so funny that you said that. It's exactly right, because it's a very revolutionary type minimally invasive facial contouring technique that we can do, you know. Um, But again, just like you said, it's really dependent on understanding the facial anatomy. And then, of course, you want to partner with your patients. I know we talked about this last time. That's one of the most important things that you can do is understand what that individual person wants, what they're expecting. And I ask every single patient that comes to our practice in particular, Please bring your favorite picture of yourself. That's number one. Bring a picture of yourself when you're in your late teens, another picture of yourself when you're in your early to mid-20s, and then we can see what the entire structure of the face was, and we can restore that structure. So rather than making somebody look like a different person, you're maintaining them. You're keeping them look the same. So uh, I love to brag about my wife. I think I married above my pay grade. What ends up happening, she's in her early 40s now, all. But she looks the same as when we met in our uh, mid twenties. So that's the nice part. When we go to a wedding and somebody says, "Susan, you haven't—you look exactly like I remember when you were a child." That's how we know that we won.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, I think I may have to take a visit out to see you in Texas, Doctor Kelly Corey.
1: <laughs> We'd love to see you.
0: Yeah, I want to look like I did in my teens. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, but it's, great. A neat,
1: uh, it's a neat lift and contour that we can do. And, again, one of the other things that I hear a lot of people talk about, actually every single new patient that comes in, they're so hesitant at the beginning because they don't want to look like somebody different. They're confident in how they look. They just want to look a little bit more refreshed or a little bit more relaxed. And so that's what our goal is always to provide, that same person looking exactly the same without that tired appearance.
0: Well, you know, in all of the interviews that I've done and the patients I've met, you know, over the years and, and the physicians that I've met, the, the the running theme that I always hear is from a patient is that they don't want to look like another person. They just want to be the best version of themselves. You know, exactly. Or,
1: That's way or they, they
0: they want to they want to look as as lively as they feel, which I think for, for especially an aging patient, you know, you do look at yourself and and see that you look quite tired although you don't feel tired or you know people say no oh, you look tired did you not get a, right. you know any sleep last night and you're like no i'm fine <laughs>
1: Exactly, <laughs> and that's you funny know. that you said that we had a young lady that came in this morning i think she looks fabulous and she says, and she's the wife of a plastic surgeon. That's a local plastic surgeon. She comes here and she says, you know, I thought I was looking great, I felt great, and then my husband looked over at me last night at dinner. And this, she made the appointment this morning. She got in today. She says uh, he looked over at me at dinner yesterday and says, oh, are you tired? Did you get enough sleep last night? That's not what she wanted to hear because she said no. I felt great. I didn't think anything was going on. And I just knew that's when I had to come see you. And I haven't seen her in about two years. We did something a couple years ago and just refreshed her. So now she comes back for just a little touch-up. And I think that kind of leads us into what's the longevity of some of these things. Depending on what you're putting in and what level underneath the skin that you're putting it in, you can have results that last five, six, seven years. I have a gentleman that came in and he was actually a true facelift candidate. And I suggested to him, I said, for the... The price that you're going to pay, I would suggest that you actually get a true facelift, a surgical facelift. He said, you know, I've got a second family now. I've got a daughter who's at that time was seven. This is about uh, eight or nine years ago, who's seven and can you uh, that's why i came to you you can offer me an alternative i said yes we can it may be a little bit expensive because you need some maintenance he had nothing done since uh, he was 70 at that time 69 oh, wow. he hadn't anything hadn't anything done for the first 7 decades of his life so we put everything in, in stages it's usually a combination of about 3 visits and the visits last anywhere from 30 minutes on the short end sometimes sometimes about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes cuz you don't want to rush on something like this and we had a very nice, remarkable rejuvenation. What ended up happening, that lasted for about seven years. And he came back in. I saw him at the airport. He said, hey, I was just about to give you a call. And I said, oh, you look great. What's going on? He said, you know, my neck is just starting to sag, and I know we didn't address this area last time. Can you help with that? So he came back in. He had two more visits, and I haven't seen him since, and that's about a year, year and a half ago.
0: Wow, wow. Now, is that. So, knee is changes that can be normal? accomplished without any kind of surgery. Yeah. W- would you say that that is normal, that this type of procedure can last for a year, a year and a half? Or do some pe- people, it doesn't last quite as long? Is there any rhyme or reason to, you know, how how that would be?
1: I think there is. I think it's understanding where the facial fat pads are and what level that you're injecting. So, in 1994, 1995, we were injecting collagen. And collagen is. Inject very superficially and it would last on average about one to three months depending on how much we're putting in and how much volume loss there was and the age and the uh, facial maturity of the patient, the skin maturity of the patient. Nowadays, what we're finding is if we have these fillers that last longer by themselves, if we're injecting in the right plane of the face, so that's the deeper portion of the plane you're injecting underneath the muscle, there's not as much breakdown of that product. So it's very, very common for me to see somebody once a year, other than to do a little bit of the neuromodulator, so that's the Botox, Dysport, and XMN. Those are for the active muscles that are the wrinkles that come from raising up your eye Browser frowning or squinting into the sun, uh, maybe pursing your lips. those are areas that we do these neuromodulators or the the uh, something that 's going to help kind of decrease the uh, muscle strength, but other than that, where you have to visit every four to six months for a actual injectable that we're putting in a filler, I can get it to last on average one year for most people in most areas. if you're talking about the upper third of the face, so that's the temple around the cheeks. Usually it lasts two years on average, and for my wife, it's been five years, I'll tell you exactly, it's been five years, nine months, and 20 days. And I've been timing it because we didn't have this product that we have now, which is called Voluma. So that product in particular has helped us revolutionize some of this. Same thing, there's a, the new re-release of Perline, which is called and Lift. They're indicating that we can get about a year to a year and a half out of it, and I'm finding that's pretty average, is about a year to a year and a half on that product.
0: Well, that's fantastic, because I know for many patients in the past, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the inconvenience of going, you know, three or four times a year to keep having,
1: exactly you know,
0: injections. I think I'd rather pay a little bit more and only have to go once, <laughs> you
1: know. Correct. And also um, the fear, you know, you have to have a, a, a needle in your face. It sounds terrible when I say that it's a needle in your face, but that's what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, there's... Amazing pain control that we have today. I, in particular, I'm, you know, I'm a guy, so I'm a certified coward. And so I don't want any kind of pain. And uh, so for everybody that comes through our office, we do little local nerve blocks. So it's just like going to the dentist where you don't feel anything when they put that drill in your mouth or they pull out a tooth. So the patients that we see, they're very pleasantly surprised that it's so incredibly comfortable. Afterwards, the soreness lasts maybe three days, occasionally uh, four days, but not much longer than that. And, again, because people can come in, they can walk out with a little bit of ice on their face to keep some of the swelling down, they're able to go about their business. The only thing I ask, if we're doing more complicated areas, a lot of different areas, then I'll say stay away from the gym for about two days. But other than that, you go about your business.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. No and now can you do all of these things all at the same time? You know, can you do the you know, the the three hours of foundation, the skin and the fillers? You, know, you can, and, want, and
1: we see a lot of patients that come from overseas, so we do end up doing quite a bit in, in a one session. Uh, typically what I recommend, just because I want to see how much of a product, how far a product goes, I don't want to waste anybody's money. So to me, there's certain products where they're going to swell into place. They're called hydrophilic, so they're going to attract more water, and you're not going to see the entire effect for another four hours To eight hours and sometimes up to a week. So, if I can, I do it in layers because I want the patient to be able to save money in the long term. But for those patients who come out of the country, out of the city, I'll try to do everything in one stage. Um, So, you have both options.
0: Interesting, interesting. Now, let me ask you because, you know, there's like you said, there's various degrees of aging, there's various ages. Is there anything just for our listeners to understand in kind of Rule of thumb, you know, people in their 20s, you know, perhaps they have just a few areas treated in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, is there anything that you can explain for listeners who, you know, in their particular age group might think, oh, yeah, you know, that's probably what I should have done, like maybe I don't need all of it, but I do need certain aspects.
1: That's a fantastic question. Thank you for asking that. There's a little bit that can be done in each decade. What we used to say is, is it too late for me to have uh, something done? And now a lot of people are saying, is it too early to have something done? And I go back to that first question. My question that I ask people is, is it too late? Because if you can catch fine lines and wrinkles in an early stage, as they're just starting to form, you don't have to do much and you don't have to maintain much. I think every single person in the world should be on a retinoid. So that's like Retin-A and there's different brand names of Retin-A or clinical strength retinols. And a retinol, some of the -the over-the-counter stuff, they work quite well. You just have to make sure they're strong enough to convert in the body into what's called a tretinoin or retin-A. What that does, it basically sheds the top layer of skin, and this is something that I encourage everybody in their early 20s or late teens to get started on. Oftentimes people who are seeing a dermatologist or a family practice doctor, internal medicine doctor, that are started on a Retin-A for actually acne, they should continue it the rest of their lives. Every single person should be on that. The second thing that every single person, no matter how young or how old, should be on is a sunblock and not all sun blocks or sunscreens are created equal. What we've known for a long time is the blockage of UVA and UVB, and if you talk about UVB, that's the SPF factor, right? So people say, oh, I'm putting on an SPF of 50, I'm putting on an SPF of 100, but is that actually blocking all of the rays that are harmful? The most research science, uh, most research, uh, re- uh, recent research that shows that It's not just the UVA and UVB, but there's also infrared light. And the infrared light accounts for more than 40% of the damage that's occurring to the skin from the visible light that's out there. So that's your sun. That's your light bulbs. That's just sitting inside your own office. So we're finding some of the infrared to be quite powerful. So you have to find the right sunscreen. And there's uh, two or three great brands. One is Skin Medica, another one is called Elta, E-L-T-A, and a third one is called SkinCeuticals. Now, the Elta you can get online from something as simple as Amazon. The other two are typically they're carried in in physician offices, but you can call that local physician that's close to you and order from that person. Uh, They're very, very effective. And what's going to happen over time, we're going to find that the -the over-the-counter products are going to catch up to this. In a year ago or two years ago, the buzzword was micronized zinc oxide, micronized titanium dioxide. Now, over-the-counter products are starting to carry that, so it was about a two-year two, hour, two year delay, and hopefully we'll find the same with this. So for every age group, whether you're in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you have to be on a Retin-A, you have to be on a sunscreen. I think that makes the biggest difference.
0: Mm, unbelievable. Yeah, I never, sunscreen definitely, you know, I'm obviously a big proponent living out here in California, the Retin-A and uh, retinols. Hadn't given you know that a consideration as far as something that a patient should use as regularly as a sunscreen or a daily moisturizer. Uh, right,
1: I think that makes a dramatic dramatic difference. We're finding those patients who do use retin A, their skin texture, skin quality looks much much younger than their colleagues. So we've seen that over time.
0: Now, do you are you a proponent of using? Um, other exfoliants, um, such as like the the sonic brush, um, Clarisonic or you know, any of those handheld at home devices for exfoliation.
1: I think they all work well. I think anything beyond the Retin-A and the sunscreen is a bonus. So depending on what your budget is, do they work? They work very well. I think the Clarisonic is the most effective brush that's out there. It's gentle enough, and it has different types of heads that you can put on there to gently exfoliate the skin. And it's interesting because I used to always say, oh, you know, guys are lazy and women are more careful with, with uh, cleaning their skin. When we did some studies, we found that even women who are very particular, even even the men who are very, very particular, you're still missing certain areas. So the Clairsonic and brushes of that sort, they help kind of uh, clean the skin a little bit more evenly. So they are nice, but, again, that's a bonus.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, and they're effective, too, so that that's good to hear. Um, Quite effective, um, well, you know, yes. Yeah. They work we, very we have well. Few, we have a few minutes left on the show, and so, you know, perhaps we can talk um, a little bit about ideal candidates, you know, um, for the liquid facelift and, and I and I do think it's across the board that, you know, there's a little bit for everybody. Um, is there any patient base that is always just gets the best results for this type of procedure? Um I think right. it's setting
1: realistic expectations, so that's the best way to get a 100% satisfaction rate. And I always say in a cosmetic surgery, you don't have a second chance to win that patient over, so you really want to do it well the first time. Uh, I think if you see what that patient's expectations are, make sure that you can – Attain those expectations based on what we can use without surgery. That's the best way to get a good result. Um, sometimes patients have so much laxity, like I, I turn away probably one or two patients, if not more, per week, where they're coming in they're talking about the neck. And they just have this heavy, heavy neck. And really, that's the only thing that bothers them. Even with the neck, if the patient is thin enough and uh, they have some lift when we're lifting up along the temples, I can give a neck lift actually injecting into the temples. Of course, again, it's off-label and it's not recommended yet by the FDA, but it's things that we can do quite safely knowing the anatomy. Now, if you have a very heavy neck, whatever you put in the temples, whatever you put along the cheeks is not going to work anyway. So that's a patient that's actually a candidate for doing a surgical lift. So you do want to make sure that you can set realistic expectations that match whatever the goals are of that patient. I don't think there's necessarily a wrong to do a liquid facelift in, but there's candidates that are going to get more of an effect with less product. And again, if you start at an earlier age or earlier stage of aging, you do a whole lot less and you may not need any kind of filler. It may be something simple just to kind of relax and retrain those muscles that are causing some of those fine lines.
0: Dr. Tillichoy, this has been such a fascinating interview. Um, I really am so happy to have had you on the show. Um, I know our listeners would really like to know how they can get in touch with you. And so is there a telephone number or a website where our listeners can find you if they have any questions?
1: Yes, ma'am, anytime. Uh, The website is www.refreshdermatology.com, R-E-F-R-E-S-H. That, again, is www.refreshdermatology.com refreshdermatology.com. There's also links on there for our before and after pictures as well as our Facebook page. If it's somebody local or wants to talk to me personally, they can always call anytime. Our phone number here is 713-344-0450. 713-344-0450. And I think we talked last time about Aesthetic Link, one of the things that we do that's unique is we can offer HIPAA-compliant consultations using Aesthetic Link just through that website that I described.
0: Well, that's great. And And would our listeners find that link directly on the website and it goes into a private portal, am I correct?
1: That's exactly right. If you look at the very top of the screen, when you click on the website, it'll say consultation and it takes you to a private portal so nobody else can view your photographs or the questions that anybody is asking.
0: Right great. Well, Dr. Chilicone, thank you so much for being on the show again today. Um, It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, chatting with you again soon.
1: I look forward to it. Thanks so much for the honor of working with you.
0: Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring